One of the things that I realized when I was on sabbatical was that six months is actually quite a long period of time, right? Now, I remember when we were planning it, we were like six months, and people were like, whoa, you're going to take holiday for six months? That's a, you know, it's half a year, right? It's half, half of the people in this place have had a birthday, right? You've all aged, you know, one. Some of you have moved jobs. Some of you have graduated school or your degrees. You know, some of you got married. Some of you have been on honeymoons, right? Like six months is a really long time. Now, I want to show you um, just what six months looks like in a tangible way. And I thought the best example would be my kids. And not my older kids, right, but my youngest. My youngest son, Willie, was only a year and a half old. So that's Willie. <laughs> Low. This is what age does to you. Just pretend that's Willie. Why did I have that photo? Oh. Well, let's just pretend. Well, that was him at one and a half. <laughs> hey, but in all seriousness, yeah, go watch this. This is Willie at two. They, and I, no wonder they look so different. Made sense. Let's be honest. If Mel didn't say that, you all would have just believed that was Willie. Well, that example didn't work. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> oh, don't you love it that your pastor's flawed and sinful? <sighs> okay, let's start again. <laughs> just use your imagination, okay? We all, in one way or another, have changed in the last six months, right? That's the reality, right? As I said, some of it will be external, you know? Some of you, it's like new job, new relationship, new house, whatever. Some of you, it might be internal, you know? You know, New Year's decisions, right? You made some resolutions, you went on a diet, you, you know, you failed your diet, ended up back where you were. It is what it is, right? See, the thing is, when I look at my kids, and, and in, in my head, that really was Willie. <laughs> I was like, wow, they, they grow. But do you know why they grow? Because that's normal. See, in life, that's normal. As time passes, you ex are expected to grow and to change. You know, for, for some of us, we might have grown taller. For some of us, you might have grown healthier. For some of us, you might have gotten fatter. I shouldn't have looked at anyone. For some of us, you, you know. And for some of us, you might have grown smarter. But the reality is this, right? And here's the reality point, right? If you haven't grown, right? If you haven't changed in the last six months, that's weird and unnatural, if you're standing here or you're sitting here today and you are exactly who you were six months ago, even though six months have passed, that's really odd. You know, people that have kids, right? If your child isn't growing or isn't developing, right? 
something's wrong. Something's wrong with that situation. Right? Okay, here's a better example. If you went to the gym for the last six months, right? If you consistently went to the gym, right, for the last six months, and yet there was no change in your body shape, there was no change in your health, then that's just wrong, right? Like, you either aren't doing it right, or you are going to the wrong gym. You need to go to Alpha Gym in Stratfield. <laughs> We're proudly sponsored by Alpha Gym in Stratfield. But I don't want to, I don't tell these people, I don't tell this, like, I don't publicly tell this out aloud. But I'm a member of Alpha Gym in Stratfield. And I don't think that's a very good ad- advertisement for them. <laughs> if you paid six months of the gym, and you went every day and your body didn't change or your health didn't get better, wouldn't you be mad? All the time you've blown, all the money you've blown, right? Well, what about like you started learning an instrument or a skill and you worked on it for six months. You practiced, 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 and then by the, at the end of six months, there was no change. Wouldn't you think that that's just wrong? right? How, how would you feel? Like, what a waste of time and what a waste of energy. As human beings, we are created to grow. We are created to mature. We are created to change, not just physically, which is the most obvious one, but also spiritually. Now, let me ask you a question. In the last six months, have you spiritually grown? Right? Has your love for God and your love for people changed? Has the knowledge of God and the Bible grown and changed in the last six months? Would you say, I'm spiritually growing? And if other people see you, would they be able to tell? Right? You know, and some people might ask, well, how can you grow if you're growing spiritually? Well, you know, I just thought of some basic indicators, right? The way you live your life, the way you speak, the way you view and spend money, the way you share the gospel with others, the way you pray. All these are indicators of our spiritual life. And let me ask you, in the last six months that I've not been here, has it changed and has it grown? You know, you've been coming to church every Sunday. You know, six months, that's 25, 26 times, right? Let me go one more step, right? Some of you have been going to church longer than six months. Some of you have been going to church for 10 years at the chapel. Some of you have been going to church your whole life. It could be 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? During that time, have you spiritually grown? Have you... Has your relationship with God grown deeper? Because here's the reality. In every other setting in our world, in every other setting in our world, no change would be considered unacceptable and ridiculous. Education, health, marriage, friendship. No change 
would be unacceptable. And yet, when it comes to our faith and our spiritual lives, for some reason, for some reason, it's okay to just go to church. It's okay for your life not to be changed and transformed. And the Bible is going to be very clear and tell us that that's not okay. The best example of non-growth, and I'll share this you know, openly with you, is when I was growing up, I grew up in a Korean church, so I got taught how to pray in Korean, right? And once in a while, even now as a 40-year-old, like if I'm with my parents or my grandparents and you know, they go, well, you know, the pastor has to pray over the meal. It is actually very sad that the prayer that I pray in Korean over the meal is the same prayer that I used to pray when I was 10 years old. Because it's not that my relationship with God hasn't changed, but my, my language ability has not changed since I was 10. I sound like a 10-year-old when I pray in Korean. Like people laugh at me, right? And it's like a stock standard prayer and I can't change it because my Korean's not good enough, right? So the first line is this, Dear God, thank you for this beautiful weather. In Korean, right? It doesn't matter if there's a, a cyclone outside. It doesn't matter if it's hailing outside. Or, Dear God, thank you for this beautiful weather. And like people like are confused, right? But it, like it's ridiculous, right? But you know what? Your prayer, even in English, does it sound like that? The Bible is clear that there is growth that must come with our faith. And if there isn't growth, then something is wrong. Hebrews 5, 12 and 14. We're going to go through some different scriptures. We're going to jump around a little bit today. Hebrews 5, 12 to 14. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary, elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Now, before going into like, oh, you know, you should be grown up and you should, that's not the point. Okay, and don't hear me, don't hear me today, right? Don't walk out of here going, I just got smashed because I'm not doing enough. That's not the point. The point is you need to understand that even in our spiritual lives, there is growth. There is growth. This passage teaches us very specifically that there are, there are spiritual babies, which some of you are, right? You're new to the faith. You're still learning how to spell Jesus. You're still learning about Bible. That's fine, right? But the reality is you can't stay there for the rest of your life. And then there's solid food, right? For those that have been at church for a while, for those that are, are more acquainted with Scripture, right, you can't just, you know, if you're answering questions, right, with the same five answers, you know, like in your life groups, someone asks you a question, you answer in the same five, right, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, love, church, right? Something's wrong with that. It's like trying to write your HSC essay in English, starting off with, you know, once upon a time, right? You, you cut that out in year six, Right? You, there is a distinction between infant faith that needs spiritual milk and, that, and, and mature faith that need solid food. And once again, this is not a, 
Am I an infant or am I mature? It's are you growing? Are you growing? So how do we grow, right? How do we grow in our faith, right? How do we go from spiritual infants that drink milk to, you know, spiritually mature people eating, you know, steak and, you know, all the good foods, right? Four things. Number one, we grow in our identity in Jesus Christ. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Now, there's a lot in these verses. We grow as we continue to live our lives in Him, in Jesus Christ. We grow as we remind ourselves that we live for Jesus, not ourselves, and we live for what Jesus has taught us. We see also in this passage that we see that growth happens in the up and down motion. Our roots, right? Our identity, our security in Jesus grows as we walk with Him every day. But it's not just a deeper relationship with Him, but it's also the, the being built up, the growing up, the fruits that are, 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 that are seen in our lives. We're strengthened in the faith as we were taught. We become stronger in our faith, right? Meaning we need to learn. We need to have a posture that I have much to learn, right? We need to be students of God's Word and His character. We need to be students of the teachings of Jesus and learn how to live them out. That's why you get a sermon every Sunday, right? We are, this, is, this is me doing my part in the body to teach you what God's Word is saying. Right? That's why when you go to life group, you open scripture. You're mutually helping each other understand what God is saying. That's how we grow. Right? And it's not just for knowledge. It's not how much do I know, but it's about spiritual growth and spiritual maturity, and that comes out in the way you live your life. Doesn't matter how much you know, if that's not reflected in your life, then you're not really growing. So firstly, you grow in your identity in Jesus Christ. Secondly, you grow in your thoughts and actions, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. How do we grow? We grow in view of God's mercy. And that's the first point, right? The starting point of our growth isn't what can I do? What do I need to do? The starting point is to acknowledge what God has done for me. So in view of God's mercy, what God has done for me, we are to respond by offering our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. It's a life of sacrificial worship. To put it simply, how do we grow in our thoughts and our actions? We live not like the way of the world. If we want to grow in our faith and we want to grow in our relationship with Jesus, then we need to spend time with Jesus doing things that Jesus wants us to do. If I want to grow in my relationship with my wife, I'm not going to go and spend more time with my friends and other people, I need to spend more time with her. 
And that's how we grow in our thoughts and our actions to not just be changed, but to be renewed, to be transformed. Grow in our thoughts and actions. Thirdly, we need to grow in our self-awareness. One of the things that I, I learned during the six months away was this concept of blind spots. You know, when you're driving, you know, you've got your, you know, your rear view mirror, your side mirror. But even if you look at both mirrors, there is a blind spot just about here. And so what do they teach you when you drive, right? To turn your head, right? Look, look, turn, and then go, and then change lanes, right? Now, our blind spot are unconscious biases that can narrow your vision and potentially influence your behavior. Here's the reality. We all have blind spots. Depending on the way we grew up, it could be a cultural blind spot. It could be a socio-demographic blind spot. It could be just, you just don't know, right? Funny story, right? I was doing high school ministry many, many years ago, and we, we went to Stratfield, and I took a bunch of high school kids, year eight, year nine, and, and it was this like, let's go and talk to people about Jesus, right? Now that I think about it, probably wasn't the smartest idea, let, letting like year eight, year nine kids just out and about in Stratford. But back in my day, that's just what we did, right? You just hung out in Stratford. And I remember this kid, and he was a bit, little bit rebellious. And uh, he, he would talk to someone and kind of like start arguing with them. And, and we're like, uh-oh. So we sort of had to round him up. And there was this moment where this person was walking across the road and he wanted to, like, he was really passionate. He wanted to, like, go up and, like, talk about Jesus. But you could tell that person knew. And so they were, like, starting to walk faster away. And so this kid didn't give up. He goes, hey, do you know Jesus? And the guy's like, no, I'm a Muslim, right? And that's cool. But this kid in his blind spot, being only year eight, right, goes, I'm Muslim. Why would you do that? And we'll, oh my God, you're going to have to like get him out and like, okay, you can't talk like that. You need to like love everyone. Right, year eight, it was an age bias. It was an age unconscious. He just thought that's what you meant to do. The thing is this, we all have blind spots. But when we are to grow Spiritually, when we are to grow, we have to become more aware of them. Galatians 6.3, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. I love that verse. It is so blunt. It is like it punches you in the face. If you think that you're something that you're actually not, you're an idiot. Right? But... That's the spiritual reality that we need to know. We need to be able to look in, look in the mirror, have an honest view of ourselves, and go, well, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. This is where I struggle, and this is where I thrive. Right? So how do we deal with our blind spots? Because that's the hardest part. Because we're blind to them. How do we deal with our own blind spots? Because we all have them. And you might be like, well, I don't have any blind spots. And I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> right? We need to take it to God. Psalm 139, 23, 24 reads this. This is, this is Dave's prayer. I nearly said Pastor Dave. This is David's prayer. And he says, search me, God. And know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me 
in the way everlasting. How we become more self-aware, more spiritually self-aware, is to humbly come before God and actually say, Hey, God, I actually can't see everything in my own life. But you can, and you know. To sit before God and say, God, can you show me? I had a moment when I was in Korea, when we were hanging out with some friends, and my friend challenged me. He said, you have this blind spot. I said, no, I don't. He goes, no, no, you, you take it to God and you think about it. And so I did, and I realized in that moment, wow, like it's a, I just didn't see it the way it was actually. But as we do that, as our eyes are open and our spiritual eyes are open, we start to become more aware of ourselves and around us. That's how we grow. That's how we grow. We grow in our self-awareness. Finally, we grow in community. And I think this is one of the most important things that we need to realize about spiritual growth is that you can try to do it on your own and you'll get a little bit, but really... It's done in community. Now, I'm going to read a passage. It's a pretty chunky passage. It's like a whole five verses. So Christ himself gave the apostles. This is Ephesians 4. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind and, and of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now, this is the picture of the church, the body of Christ that we are all a part of. Now, we all have different roles, right? right this is Paul writing to the church in Ephesians, like apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, like we all have different roles, you know, for some of us in our, let's bring it into our own, our own church context, right? For some of us, this is your role, right? Musically, God has gifted you, right? Like, these guys are amazing, you know? And for some of you, you know, the, the, sometimes the, the problem is like, you know, I want to be like them, but it's like, well, maybe God didn't make you like them. No one can be, you know, no one can be like an Andy. Only Andy can be Andy, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, there's only one Andy in our church, right? It's not about comparison. It's just about accepting that the way that God has put me in this body is that, that I'm going to use the gifts and strengths that I have. Now, for some of you, if I said, hey, I want you to join the praise team and be on stage, you would freak out and leave the church. Because some of you, that's just not the way God has created you. Some of you like to serve, but in the invisible. You like to do the behind-the-scenes stuff. For some of you, right, you love kids. That's why they're serving, right? And for some of you, you don't like kids, right? So you shouldn't go anywhere near that place. 
We have different roles, but here's the thing. Collectively as a body, collectively as a church, verse 13, we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. When we do this, we do this together. And together, right, it's not about can I grow myself and that's the goal. Actually, the goal is that we all grow together. Right? We can all move from being infants into maturity. Verse 15, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body in Him who is the head that is in Christ. Here's the beauty. We need each other to grow. We need each other. You need pastors and teachers to help open up Scripture and go, this is what the Word of God says. You need people to come and support and pray for you while you are going through hard times. You need opportunities to serve the local community and be the hands and feet of Jesus. We need each other. And it really is mutual. It really is, and, and you really need to hear this. And for some of you, you know, that have been sort of, you know, you've been at church, but you're not sort of as involved. Can I tell you, even the smallest act of picking up your chair and taking it back there, I kid you not, right? If you don't do your part, then someone else is burdened to do that part for you. But in family, we're meant to love and support each other. And as we do that, we grow. We, we, we do not grow in isolation. Spiritual growth happens in community. That's why we gather every Sunday. That's why we get together midweek in our life groups. That's why we get together to pray together. That's why we hang out. That's why we have meals together to overlap our lives so that all together we can continue to grow and be transformed spiritually. We need each other to spiritually grow. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Friends, God did not intend for you to be spiritually stagnant or for you to stay where you are, but it is for you to grow and for us to grow together. Now, before you start putting a 10-point plan together, how am I going to grow? You need to understand, like all things, growth happens at different paces for different people. This is not a race, but collectively we need to move together. We need to accept each other where we are. I had a comment many years ago of one of our friends at our church, and he tried to go to all these other churches, and then he finally ended up at our church, and he made a home at our church. And I asked him, what was the biggest difference between our church and all these other churches you went to. And he said, our church really just accepts who I am, where I am. And I was so encouraged by that. And that is, you know, and I think that is one of the strengths of our church. 
But can I tell you and can I challenge you, right? It's not for you to stop there. God loves and accepts you for who you are, where you are. But it is not his desire for you to stay and remain there. It is for you to grow, right? And not, this is, don't hear me, like you need to go do more things. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's about learning who you are, learning more about you, your identity, learning about your purpose in this church, in your life, in your workplace, learning how to actually, you know, live as Jesus lived. The rate of our growth is, is not the point, right? Because once you start doing that, it starts becoming like a competition, right? It's not a competition. Everyone goes through different seasons. Everyone goes through different seasons. There are people, even in this room, you are so hungry for God. You just want more. You just want me to keep preaching next three hours, and you would be so happy with that. And for some of you, you are like, come on. (laughs) Jesus said, it is finished. So why won't you finish, Pastor Steve? And that's okay. No judgment. For some of you, you're here at church early. For some of you, still struggle street. No judgments. But here's the thing. I should take a photo. If you're still coming late in a year's time, something's wrong. Right? Something's wrong. I think the most simple one actually is actually the way you pray. If the way you pray, right, not public prayer, not when you're in groups, just, just be, when you're praying with God, right, it's not even about being formal or informal. But if you're like praying like my Korean prayer, if it's the same prayer every day, even though we're meant to be in a living relationship with God, a dynamic God who, who changes and, and, and walks with us. If your prayer is exactly the same, then you've got to ask yourself, what is your relationship with God like? Because it shouldn't be like that. If my, if my conversations with my wife after 16 years was exactly the same from the day that we got married, something's completely wrong with that relationship. The important point is that we're all heading down that track. And you're going to hear more about this growth element. There's going to be a a little bit more work to help you to grow. But what's the goal? What's the goal that we're going to? It's to belong to Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to be a blessing in Jesus' name for his glory. Sound familiar? That's our church mission statement. That's what we want for you. We want you to know that your identity is tied with Jesus. We want you to live a life that is transformed by the life and teachings of Jesus. And we want you to learn that your life is not just for yourself, but it's to love God and love those around you, to live for God's glory and His purpose. That's the goal. And we do it together. So let me ask you, if you were to look in yourself in the mirror and have an honest moment and you were to ask yourself, spiritually, am I growing? My relationship with God, is it growing? Is it alive? Am I loving God more than I was six months ago? Am I more confident in my identity in Jesus Christ than I was six months ago?
Is my understanding of the Bible and the nature of my conversations with God, my prayer life, have they changed? Or am I still looking at the same infant self that I was six months ago, six years ago, 36 years ago? And as I said, before we jump out and go, well, I need to change, and I need to do this, I need to do this, we start by reminding ourselves in view of God's mercy. It's a reminder of what God has done for you. Because when you continue to remind yourself of who God is and what he has done for you, then your life will change. Because you will allow God to play more of a part in your life. So the starting point of our growth journey is this. It's surrendering to God and saying, God, I am yours. Help me to grow. Let's pray.